a mural recreating a painting by the late Bill Hammond, is about to be added to Nelson's community-driven art walk project. Rather than being painted directly onto the sides of buildings, these murals are printed, then securely attached to the sides of the buildings around the city. The paintings are selected from Nelson's Souter Art Gallery collection. The Hammond work is the 23rd of 28 murals that are planned for Art Walk, with the organisers saying it's been a huge hit with the community. If you can't make it to Nelson in person, we have a big gallery of photographs of the murals for you to look at on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash standing room only. Well, local arts mover and shaker Anne Rush came up with the idea. I'm involved with Makeshift Spaces, which is a not-for-profit organisation that's been putting vibrant activities into vacant shops. And so it wasn't much of a shift to look at vacant walls. In the city centre, there are numerous walls just begging for something. And then then the idea of the Suter collection, you know, the the Suter is 121 years old next week and um, there are um, a numerous collection there that um, to choose from and frankly it was astounding when we had a look to see what was there and so it was more than just putting paintings, um, reproductions of paintings on a wall and blowing them up bigger. There are a lot of backstories that come with the artist's images that sort of add another dimension really. You know, the response has been astounding actually to be quite honest. People were absolutely delighted with it and I think are astounded that that the eye or the hand of the artist can take them to a sense of place which they all identify with. There's a Rita Angus painting that was painted in 1944 called The Apple Pickers which could have been painted yesterday. It's amazing because it's like a smoko in an apple orchard and there's a, a great story there. It was painted at the Riverside community during the war and she was an avowed pacifist and it's got a very culturally diverse group of people interacting with their, their smoke and their thermos flasks and things. And um, that painting came onto the market. So this is part of its backstory, actually. Is it was a quarter of a million dollars, and they had such a short time to fundraise for it. But the apple industry came, and, and some of its peripheral associated industries came to the party and they raised the money in three months to purchase this painting and it's got such a resonance of place of of Nelson. That partly answers my next question actually Anne and that when you're collaborating with Julie from the suitor, Julie Catchpole you know how do you I mean there are a lot of artworks to choose from so how do you both choose the art that you want to in a way take out of the gallery and share outside? First of all, yeah, it's a wee bit like curating an exhibition within a gallery, except to using the walls of the city. So obviously the spatial relationship or the size of the wall has a big impact. And then it's environment or it's context. Um, there's a wonderful Jane Evans painting called Ladies' Day, which shows a group of women in, um, playing golf. And um, it's just got a perfect wall in Trafalgar Street right next to a business called Taking Shape, which sells clothing to, you know, women that are slightly bigger, I suppose you'd say it. But, you know, it's a little bit of mirth when you see this painting on there because the women that are playing golf are quite buxom and that was part of Jane's interest in painting people. You know, I think there's been a lot of um, work gone into the actual storytelling element of it. And it actually links to our website, um, www.makeshiftspaces.nz, and we're loading extra backstories. So, um, you know, it can be used for visitors, 
they'd get a sense of the region by going around and looking at these paintings. Or we've actually had quite a lot of interesting feedback, even from the education sector, that you know teachers might like to use it as a a tool for different programs in a in a primary school or something like that. What about the aspect, um, Anne, of getting permission from artists or the artist's estate to do this? Has that been tricky? Yeah, that, well, we, we all had different roles, and that was Julie Catspole and her suitor team. They cleared all the copyrights. Some of the older paintings, their copyright is already cleared. Yes, and again, the response that we've had from, that she got from that was really very positive. Um, I don't think we had any um, copyrights turned down at all. And the oldest painting in the, is, is a Don Gully of the western coast of Tasman Bay, which is that's what its title is, but it's actually a view of what is now the Abel Tasman National Park, and it was painted in 1885. But its, its story is also quite remarkable because it was sent to London to promote the region as a place for migrants. You know, it's got some cows in the front and foreground, which I guess is to try and promote maybe people who are interested in farming or something. But it's just been a really interesting project in the sense of unravelling the stories linked to the the various paintings. And they're not all high-profile artists. There's a wonderful painting by a woman called Charlotte Sad, which is titled Rock's Road in the Making. And it was painted in um, 1893. And it showed, because Rock's Road is this archetypal road we all drive along to view out to Tasman Bay because it's so beautiful, whether it's stormy or calm. But originally it was just a rocky coastline and it had to have, you know, rock walls built and... To get to Tahuna Beach from the city originally, you would have had to either go over the hill or go on a boat or scramble along there at low tide. So that that painting has actually caused a huge amount of interest because of its sort of historical context, yeah. How many paintings have you got up and what's the, the final total, or is this open-ended? At the moment, we're planning to put 28 up. We've got five more to go. And so they range, like the Bill Hammond one that we're going to put up next week, it will be by far our largest. It's going to be um, 6,100 millimetres by 4,489 millimetres. So it's going to be really huge and it's going to be on a li- on the wall of the library. Poignant this one though yeah. too, isn't it, with Bill just dying a few weeks ago? Oh, yeah, and I think that there's no doubt about it, this painting is, is a really great example of his work. Yeah, it's one of the pride and joys of the Suter collection. Again, an amazing story behind it. And Julie says it's a very fantastic example of his work with his bird-like um, headed people, and what sort of a motif in his paintings that has become known and he's really known for. The painting is significant because of its link to the um, the Heafy Track, the Great Walk and the controversy that arose when it was proposed to put a road through. So in the painting, you've got this tiny little road going through with a funny little car going along it, and these kind of bird-like creatures observing it, and it's all very green. And Yeah, it's an amazing painting. And again, the story behind that, that's a wee bit like the apple pickers. It came on the market, and I guess some of the, the suitor... Um, Patrons and people could see that its relevance to Nelson and um, the suited patron Sally Hunt purchased it as an auction. It was again quarter of a million dollars worth of painting, and and the suited slowly fundraised from the community to to repay Sally for that. And um, yeah, it's very popular.
So you've only got a handful more. I mean, well done. What a labour of love this has been. Are, are, are you finding that building owners, business owners are vying for those last slots? Has it become quite the thing to do well, to have one of these? Well, there's been another remarkable partner, you know, partners because, you know, um, dealing with property owners, and I found this previously with the makeshift negotiating to use vacant spaces for various things, and many of them, are, or most of them, without exception, are so interested in, in community-type activities and had no problem signing up. We have a little wall licence agreement we sign with the property owner to get to sort of an official permission document. So, you know, again, we've um, been delighted by their response as well. And, and the other thing that's slightly complicated, it's not just the property owner you sometimes have to deal with because they they are very conscious of their tenant. So, and some of the tenants, you know, for example, we put a magnificent urban major, Summer and Nelson, one on the back of the farmer's building. And it's again a very large, it's been blown up really large, but the manager at Farmers was fantastic, and but she had to liaise up the chain to get permission to use the wall, you know. And so there's been little bits of action going in all directions for this. Anne Rush, the Bill Hammond work, is going to be installed on the Nelson Library building this week. Um, a link on our webpage will take you to a digital map of the art wall.